0: It seems like there's water everywhere, and we really don't need to worry about it. It's very prevalent. 71% of the planet is water. You know, you look at the pictures of the Earth from space, and it's blue because there's so much water. But 97% of that is salt water in the oceans. 2% of that is frozen, so it's in glaciers and ice caps. Only 1% of that is what's available for all humanity for our personal use for agriculture, residential, manufacturing, communities, you name it. So if you took all the water in the world and put it in a gallon jug, one teaspoon would be the amount of fresh water that's available to us to use. So it's a very limited resource that we do take for granted, and we have to take care of it.
1: there and welcome to another episode of Nature Boost. I'm Jill Pritchard. In keeping with the theme of nature and health, we can't leave out water. It's one of the most important resources on earth and like my guest Sherry Fisher was explaining, water is precious and not as abundant as some may believe. We use water so much that it's become second nature. We drink it, we bathe in it, we use it to grow our food. We even plan our vacations around water. Water keeps us healthy. That's nothing new, but research is also showing us that just being around water helps our mental health by reducing stress and anxiety. So how are we returning the favor? What should we be doing to keep our local water systems healthy? Take a listen as I get down to brass tacks with Sherry. So healthy water today. Yay, water, water. Yes. Okay, so Sherry Fisher with MDC, you are the stream and watershed chief. That's right. Okay, so you've been here with MDC for 30 years. You're definitely passionate about healthy water. And I think this is such a cool topic because I don't think many people realize how important our water systems are and where we're getting, you know, that journey from river or stream to faucet, many people actually get their drinking water from our major rivers. Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's something that we so much take for granted, especially here in Missouri in the Midwest. We have, most of the time, unless it's a severe drought year, we have plenty of water. So we're not worried about it, Um most of our water is healthy, so yeah, we turn on the faucet. Um, what comes out is clean water, and everything that happens between where it came in from surface water or groundwater until then, we completely, you know, that that's not in our mind at all. We no. totally take that for granted. Oh,
1: especially for how much we use it every single day. <laughs> I mean, showers, flushing the toilet, brushing our teeth, yep. washing our dishes. I mean, we could go on and on and on about you know how much we use our water every day.
0: Everything we do all day. Long. Yeah. So 90 percent of all Americans, including Missourians, get um, water from a public water supply. Um, and so that's about 80 percent of those water supplies taking from surface water. So either rivers, streams or lakes, um, and about 20 percent coming from groundwater. So
1: so just a small percent really coming from that ground and surface water like you say, the rivers and streams and lakes. That's insane. That's, yeah. And what, 80, 80? 80%. 80%. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. So, you know, here, um, we're in Jefferson City here. When you drive across the Missouri River, uh, most of the people in this community are getting their drinking water, their, all of their water from from the Missouri River. And some of the outskirts of town get um, have groundwater supply wells. Right. Um, and then, you know, people in rural areas have private wells too. But yeah, clean water is something we completely take for granted.
1: Earlier, we were touching on some pollutants that make our water unhealthy. So let's discuss a little bit more about that. We see the big muddy. That's not what um, we're getting through our faucet. So, you know, and also what we think is healthy water and what our wildlife thinks is healthy. Two kind of separate things. Yeah, totally
0: different. And so you mentioned the Big Muddy, and actually, you know, that's the nickname for the Missouri River. But actually, it has a lot less sediment in it now than it used to historically. So before, it was um, straightened and channelized and had wings and dikes, and it flowed back and forth and wound all through that floodplain. It actually had a lot more sediment in it than it does now. Um, So a lot of times we look at water and if it has sediment in it, if it's muddy, we think of it as not being as clean. But like you said, not for wildlife. Um, And, you know, our North Missouri streams, just that they're different than our Ozark clear streams. They carry more sediment um, because there's more deeper soils in that area. And it's just it's very natural. A lot of times we also make the mistake of thinking that if it's clear, it's clean. Right. And that's not always the case. There can be pollutants in crystal clear water that you just don't see. So, But actually, our number one pollutant in the state, actually in the nation, is sediment, is soil. And why is that? Well, you know, you think about the erosion that's happening everywhere all across the landscape. And 30 years ago, uh, the majority of that erosion did come from agricultural areas. Mm -hmm. But over the last 30 years, we have implemented so many best management practices to help improve and reduce soil loss. A lot of that is now more concentrated in urban areas with development going on. So, you know, the water that runs across the landscape collects that soil in it, and then we end up with streams that have more sediment in it than than what they're used to. And that can cause a lot of different things. In the summer, um, it can cause the water temperatures to be higher because the soil particles that are in the water absorb the heat more. Oh, okay. Um, So, you know, all all different things that tie together can then impact water quality um, for the aquatic organisms that live in those streams. Oh, my gosh. Wow.
1: And again, it's just... I mean, I'm sure in your line of work, you realize not not a lot of people think about this stuff all the time, right? You know, right? And so it it is. It's so important not only for human health, but for wildlife, the health of wildlife, and the health of our plants and trees and all of that.
0: Yeah. Every year in the state of Missouri, we lose about 55 million tons. Of sediment, oh my god! And that is, um, you know, okay. That that's quite a big number. How do you wrap your mind around that? Right, that is enough soil to fill I seventy from Kansas City to St. Louis, all four lanes, thirty feet deep. And that's every year. That's a lot of soil. That's, that's yeah.
1: insane. That's massive. And then,
0: you know, it's wintertime now. We had some snow yesterday and ice right. last night. And you think about the salt products that we're putting on the roadways. That's so true. Um, you know, just so that we can get around and be safe. But those add a lot of chlorides to our stream systems during the winter months, too. So everything that we are constantly doing <laughs> impacts water quality. Even some of the things that you do, you might not think about, like um, your lawn, if you fertilize or use pesticides or herbicides, all those things can have an impact. And so it's not necessarily recommending not using those things, but using them according to the label directions, not using them, you know, right before it's going to rain, being smart about the things that you use.
1: Oh, absolutely. And you even mentioned our car use. How that can play a role. Yeah.
0: Even something that you don't think about, some a small thing like um, oil or other fluids that might drip out of your car, antifreeze, um, you know, those things end up on the roadways and a parking lot. And then after it rains, all those things get washed down the storm drain. A lot of people think that stormwater goes to a wastewater treatment plant and is filtered and cleaned. And that's not the case. It all goes straight into our waterways.
1: On the, on the flip side of that, we have this thing called indicator species, and so we can calculate just how healthy our waters are by what type of wildlife we find in them?
0: We can, and it's so easy. Um, And so it's kind of like you think about the canary in a coal mine kind of scenario. And so what we do is we look for aquatic organisms that live in the streams that give us an indication of whether the water quality is good or bad or somewhere in between. And um, the thing that we use that works the best um, are called aquatic macroinvertebrates. So if we kind of break that down, aquatic, they live in the water. Macro, they're big enough you can see them with your naked eye. And invertebrates, they don't have a backbone. So these are um, actually organisms that live, most of them, only a portion of their life in the water. And then they have a life cycle um, that they emerge and uh, fly around in the summer, things that we recognize more readily, like dragonflies and damselflies, mayflies. So kind of like the life cycle, the metamorphosis of a butterfly, they're going through the same kind of cycle.
1: Also, i working at MDC. I hear a lot about hellbenders. Yeah, yeah. So
0: there are a lot of species that are more sensitive to water pollution. Hellbenders being one of them. So we're looking at the aquatic macroinvertebrates, um, some of which are more sensitive to water pollution than others, and then we can identify them, categorize them, and actually give a ranking for the water quality in that stream.
1: So you've done that research. So can you comment on you know what uh, are some of our more healthy rivers and streams are in Missouri because of those yeah, indicator species? Yeah. So actually, uh,
0: many, many of our streams throughout the state are in really good condition. Um, we do have some trouble spots, mm-hmm. um, but we're, we're working on those and trying to sample and find out what the pollutants are. Um, some of those streams go on a special list with the Department of Natural Resources so that they can have a recovery team to help come up with ideas um, on recovering the the water quality in that watershed. But for the most part, our water quality in the state is really good. That's so
1: promising. That's so great to hear.
0: Yeah. We're very, very lucky.
1: Yeah. And because, again, we, we it's such a vital resource, and um, we depend on it not only for our health, uh, but also our recreation as oh, yeah. well. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, floating, uh, swimming, boating, fishing, you know, all those things that we love to do all throughout the year, but especially in the summer months um, is all relying on that clean water. Yeah,
1: absolutely. A big part of your uh, job is the stream teams. Yeah. And that program, again, I didn't know about this until I started working with MDC recently, and it's such an incredible initiative. So let's touch on that and how they're doing their part to keep our our rivers and streams healthy. Okay, well, and it's
0: Simplest form, Stream Team, is just a network of people that care about Missouri streams. Um, So they generally adopt a segment of stream and then do different projects to help improve and protect that um, area. It's a cooperative program between the Missouri Department of Conservation, the Department of Natural Resources, and the Conservation Federation of Missouri. And we work together to try and provide all the resources that teams need to help get their projects done. They can remove trash and litter from streams. Um, They can monitor water quality. We teach courses That teach you how to identify those macro invertebrates, um, so that you can monitor water quality and monitor the chemistry. Um, They do storm drain stenciling, marking storm drains with a message that says "Dump no waste drains to stream." All sorts of educational things, um, tree planting. It really kind of depends on what your stream needs, and then we try to line you out with the resources to do the projects that you want to get done.
1: I love that there's such a variety of things that you can do. Yeah, it's like
0: a smorgasbord, um, really, and. The teams, a lot of times, are the ones that come up with ideas for new activities. Like, we want to be able to do this, and we're like, okay, how do we make that happen? So. Oh, that's
1: great that they even have their own voices. Yeah, and, you know, they oh, ha- yeah. they play a role in that. And this is a huge network of volunteers. It is.
0: So we have over fifty nine hundred stream teams in the state. Over forty seven hundred of those are active. Um, we estimate there's about usually 20 members per team, although teams come in all different sizes. Um, But that's hundreds of thousands of Missourians that, you know, have like signed up because they care enough to volunteer and give their time and work to improve streams.
1: Absolutely. And again, that's just so heartwarming that, you know, they are all coming together for the greater good and, you know, for that one common goal. I just think that's incredible.
0: Oh, the volunteers are amazing. It's just an absolute honor to be able to work with them. Yeah. Yeah, Very dedicated.
1: you you can come from any walk of life. Oh yeah, as part of, and, to be part and of this. you know some of the teams
0: do have a, a science background or kind of a love for that thing, but all different walks of life. Um, sometimes this is the activity that uh, gives people a chance to connect with nature because they don't, you know, in their really their everyday life.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, I just think that's great. So give us some some more facts about the yeah. stream team. So
0: in the thirty years of the stream team program, um, they have removed um over 12 and a half thousand tons of trash
1: okay and so you say ton and I always think elephants weigh <laughs> yeah. well, what? like a t- one ton, a ton or...
0: is um two thousand
1: pounds so two thousand pounds so
0: yeah so break that down into pounds that's a lot I don't even want trash, it, it, it's right? massive yeah right? it's incredible massive um They have planted almost 350,000 trees, stenciled almost, um, well, just over 19,000 storm drains, conducted over 31,000 water quality monitoring trips. Um, It's a total over the years of over 3 million hours of volunteer time. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. It's it's almost you can't even imagine that that much time. right? But, and I, I'm not sure if we mentioned this, but they celebrated their 30-year anniversary. Yeah,
0: 30 years this year. So the program started in 1989. Um, we had a celebration at Echo Bluff State Park back in November. Lots of stream teams came out to spend some time together celebrating their accomplishments, um, took a little float on the current river because you can't scare stream teams away with a little cold weather. Um, so <laughs> just, yeah, just enjoying the, the accomplishments they've had throughout the years.
1: So how can people get involved with this?
0: So we have a website, um, mostreamteam.org, O-R-G, and that's um, all one word, all lowercase, Most Stream Team. Um, all of our resources are on there. You can sign up to be a team. You can find out about trainings and workshops that we're holding, um, lots of educational resources, our annual reports that show our accomplishments, um, just you name it, A to Z, it's kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of good information.
1: I would definitely love to come on one of these just yeah. To, yeah, yeah I, we need to get you out I there. Would, yeah, I would love to. I think it's just such a great program and, you know, 30 years, that is such a huge accomplishment and especially whenever you put everything down into the numbers, yeah. you know, and how many man hours. And, you know, some
0: of our um, first stream teams that signed on are still active. So That's it's, great. yeah, it's not like it just wanes away over time. Some of them are actually our most active. I just
1: love that. That's pure dedication right there. And that's the passion. Oh, yeah. That's what I love. And again, it's not just the stream teams, but I feel like that's what um, I find as a newcomer to MDC. A lot of people, pretty much everyone is just so passionate. And it's just so refreshing to come across people who are so willing to work together, you know, for again, for that one main goal.
0: Yeah, we all pull together our own areas of expertise um, to get the job done and and make improvements on the landscape.
1: We talked about where you can get involved with the stream teams, but if people want to dive deeper into our our watersheds and keeping our water healthy, do you have any resources to recommend?
0: Yeah, there's well, there's so many good resources (laughs) out there on the internet nowadays, but um, Stream Teams United, which is our statewide not-for-profit group um, over the stream teams, um, has a great website with um, a lot of educational materials. You can also sign up for a weekly email that they send out with water news updates um, and advocacy updates. Um, And then another group that I work with doing work throughout the Midwest and the Mississippi River Basin is Fishers and Farmers. Um, Fishersandfarmers.org has a lot of really great information and resources too. We have over 110,000 miles of streams in just the state of Missouri. You know, so blessed. Um, A lot of people call us the stream state. We're known for a a lot of our rivers and streams were unique in that we have two major rivers within our state the Missouri and the Mississippi we just um, it, we're just it's all about the water
1: it really is it really <laughs> is and I think again um, just spreading that awareness yeah is is really crucial
0: yeah because the small things really do make a difference they really do
1: well, Sherry, thank you so much for joining me today. We really appreciate all the information and Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm always happy to talk about water. Summer is more refreshing on the water. From fast boats to slow floats, a rod and reel or a tasty meal, there are as many things to do on the water as there are people to share it with. Missouri, the water is calling. How will you respond? Oh, Discover nature on the water at MissouriConservation.org. And welcome back to Nature Boost. Water and wellness, they go hand in hand. We all know water is good for us, right? It flushes out the toxins in our bodies, it promotes weight loss and skin health, it can even help to relieve headaches. But what about the health benefits of being around a body of water? Around the world, the number of people living in densely populated areas is growing each year. Studies have shown that the growth of urban living can have adverse effects on our health caused by air and water pollution. Living in a larger city can also be stressful posing a threat to our mental health and well-being. But research is showing that having elements of natural areas within urban settings can not only help reduce some of those environmental harms but also support our overall health. We've been talking about green space a lot this season, how being in nature has tremendous benefits for body and mind, but we're finding blue space can be just as powerful. Research has shown being around water does its part to decrease stress and anxiety, lower our heart rate, and boost our overall feeling of happiness. Some studies have shown that people who live close to bodies of water are healthier and happier than those who don't. Researchers have also found that people who just spent time watching fish in an aquarium reported significant health benefits. Scientists aren't sure exactly why water has this effect on us, but some connect it back to our ancestors who were always on the lookout for a water source. I have a different theory. Do we love being around water so much because we ourselves are made of it? I mean, around 65% of the human adult body is water. Our brains are even 70% water. There is just something about sitting at the edge of a river or a lake and listening to nature. It's a middle break, a breath of fresh air. And luckily in Missouri, there are plenty of opportunities to soak in the benefits. There are more than 100,000 miles of rivers and streams in Missouri. Popular blue spaces include rivers like the Osage, Gasconade, Jack's Fork, Merrimack, and the Big Piney. Younger generations are investing more time in their health and wellness, and they're big supporters of the self-care movement. It's important to note that caring about our wellness doesn't always have to be about staying in all the time and doing a face mask and watching Chopped. It can mean spending time outside in the outdoors and appreciating all that nature has to offer, including our blue spaces. Quality water means quality life. And as Sherry and I discussed, the first step in making a change is awareness. Take a look at your daily routine and how it could impact our water systems. Giving back to our environment is good for nature and good for us. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of Nature Boost, and a big thanks again to my guest, MDC Stream and Watershed Chief herself, Sherry Fisher. For more information on healthy water and ways you can help, visit missouriconservation.org. This is Jill Pritchard with the Missouri Department of Conservation, urging you to get your daily dose of the outdoors. Your profile picture on Facebook is with the one and only Pioneer Woman herself. Oh my gosh. Yeah,
0: so um, my cousins and I went on a trip to Pahuska, Oklahoma. She was doing a book signing for her new cookbook, so we got to meet her. Oh, my gosh. I like have goosebumps now just talking about it. she like? Because I love her. She is so, she is exactly like she seems on the show, just so down to earth.